All right, guys, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. How about you? I am doing fantastic. Doing good. Um, I'm excited to start our first episode of this new podcast we have going on. Yeah. Woohoo! First ever episode. My um, name's Michaela. Yeah, my name's Anthony. And I'm Zane. So, like we said, this is going to be our first episode of our new podcast called Poverty Versus the World. Um, kind of in today's episode, we're going to be just talking about some things that we found about uh, how people in poverty have to come overcome like disadvantages in the United States and in Washington State right now. The main question we're going to be focusing on today is how can law enforcement in impoverished areas in Washington State reduce crime rates that lead to mass incarceration? Yeah, this question is super important because it talks about issues amongst minority groups. Yeah, I totally think that this is a issue that we should talk about, and I'm excited to get into it. All right, so when I was uh, looking through some articles that had to do with this poverty and how they're treated, I found a really interesting article. Um, this uh, article gave a lot of good topics about the injustice that they're receiving and all the kind of difficulties they have to overcome in everyday life. Uh, this article was published by the American Action Forum. Um, you know, I went through a lot of articles and not a lot of them are credible, but I think this one was pretty credible because they are directed by the former director of Congressional Budget. Uh, so he knows a lot about these people living in poverty and I guess, you know, how they're actually being treated. Also, this uh, place has been providing information on topics like domestic policy and budget since 2009. So I think that they can really be trusted on topics like this. This article talked about people in the United States who are living in poverty and how they have disadvantages, mainly especially over the past 10 years or so. And I think... Yeah, that's going to be super important. Yeah, I think that this article wasn't so much as to, like, like pressure people into changing something, but more to just, like, inform the mass amount of people uh, about what's actually going on with them. Because I don't think a lot of people know. Yeah, I I don't think so. I mean, I I'm I think people are aware, but I don't think people are how are, you know, super aware of what's going on. Um, you know, especially living in Seattle, there's so much homelessness going on and so much poverty. You go, you know, downtown Seattle and there are tents, you know, everywhere. It just filled the streets. It's so crazy going down there. Um, and you know, Seattle is a very has a lot of people who are living in poverty whether you know it or not it's really sad how there's so many laws that target homeless people specifically like it's almost in that situation it's almost impossible to like avoid being arrested because there's I think there was one about like uh, you can get arrested for sleeping on the sidewalk or in public areas or just sitting down on the sidewalk and when you don't have a house, like, where where would you sleep? Like, it, it's like they're setting up homeless people for failure. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. Yeah. In that article, too, um, I read that 143,000 people are arrested for being homeless, which, I mean, some people can't, you know, help being homeless. I mean, some can, but a lot can't because they can't afford to get jobs or um you know they are a, considered a criminal or have a criminal record and a lot of jobs you know there are a lot of jobs that do take you know felons but there are also a lot that don't yeah and i think that this is kind of just uh honestly a waste of this space in prison because 
these people really aren't doing anything violent or anything really wrong. It's just that they're kind of being in the wrong place. So I think we should need to be like find a different way to help these people out rather than just arresting them and putting them in jail. Yeah, there are a lot more people, I think, in the world that should be in jail other than homeless people. You know, there are so many people who, um, you know, have worse. I think, you know, honestly, people who murder other people, I think they should be top priority in being thrown in jail other than homeless people. <laughs> yeah, I know. I totally agree with that. It just seems kind of funny that they're spending so much time and effort to put these people who are already homeless into a prison. So it's horrible that yeah. they get criminal records after like just doing basic like things that like, you know, like sleeping on the sidewalk, it makes it so much harder to get jobs. Like you were talking about earlier, Zane. Yeah. Well also in the article, it said that adults in poverty are three times more likely to be arrested than those who aren't in poverty. So it makes you realize like why, why? <laughs> yeah. I um, also saw um, that people of color in poverty are more at risk with discrimination from law enforcement. Um, I was reading this article published by the University of Wisconsin-Madison, and they had published an article um, called Connections Among Poverty, Incarceration, and Inequality. And this article talked mostly about how race and poverty combined creates a disadvantage with the criminal justice system. So, I mean, honestly, it said that, you know, most of the incarceration population is um, minorities, you know, African-American and Latino men who are poor, so who are in poverty. Yeah, I think that's, that's pretty horrible that it's, like, targeted at specific groups. Yeah. I think this is a big issue also because these people who already have to, you know, live in poverty, which makes it so much difficult for themselves. And then they also have to stack on top of that the fact that they are a minority and that they are also just so much more likely to be going to prison for such small reasons than anybody else would. I think that over-policing in those areas is just, like, in places that are primarily like African-American and Hispanic, it's just a really big issue. And then because a lot of people are like kind of trapped in poverty because they'll get a criminal record for something small because they're being over-policed and then like their futures are so, like it's so much harder to just live. And it makes, Mm -hmm. it sometimes like forces people to actually turn to crime in the future like, if you have no form, like, you can't find a job, you don't have, like, any form of income, and you can't find housing on your own, then, you know, selling drugs, for example, or something that, like, you just have to do if you're desperate. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of, um, a lot of those people probably experienced, who are incarcerated, probably experienced it when they were a lot younger too and they just kind of followed you know in their parents footsteps or you know it, it's just more likely that they grew up with it so now they're living in it yeah and i saw another um another and the, thing yeah. to do with this uh go ahead people who are younger they have like such poor education systems because well one they're in like minority groups but it's more so that they're living in like impoverished areas you know, they go to these schooling systems that just can't teach them very well. 
So they end up just not going to school for very long. And then that just leaves them to do uh, other crimes and just leads them down that terrible path again yeah well, yeah it's like they just generally don't have as many off they're like put at a disadvantage in pretty much society and our justice system like i mean mm-hmm. this is a little different but you hear uh like cases where we learned in serial where that it was a white woman who was being charged with something and the lawyer was like well you're white so that will help you at least which i thought yeah, was really definitely. unfair and sad yeah totally yeah appearance definitely helps how even these lawyers and attorneys are like they know that the race has a big choice in how the trials are going to turn out but yet we can't do anything about it because i mean like what can we do to change that i mean besides changing everyone's mind and perspective but that's really a difficult thing to do yeah um also in the article so it said about one in every nine um african-american child has an incarcerated parent versus one in every 57 white children has an incarcerated parent. So, I mean, they definitely, growing up with it definitely, I think, has an impact on them. Totally. Yeah, I can imagine growing up with, like, just that much inequality and being treated like that would be pretty awful. I, my source was from the Drug Policy Alliance, and it was a fact sheet about, like, the negative effects of, like the drug war and mass incarceration um and it was mostly it was called mass incar the drug war mass incarceration and race and it so the drug alliance or the drug policy alliance is supposed to be like decriminalizing drugs and trying to help people who are like caught for possession or something or like they're pretty much trying to lower incarceration rates and like it's supposed to be spread awareness about uh like drug related crimes and that they should be decriminalized but there's a bunch of statistics i found about other inequalities that go on um especially in our like criminal justice system and one it's about minorities and one is that black people compromise 13 percent of the u.s population nine and are consistently documented by the U.S. government to use drugs at similar rates to people of other races, but Black people compromise 30% of those arrested for drug law violations. So they're pretty much targeted at, like, they're just, it's just because they're over-policed, not that they're actually committing more crimes than other races. And it was similar with uh, Latino people. Latinos make up to 17% of the U.S. population, but compromise 20% of people in state prisons for drug offenses, and 30% incarcerated federal prisons for drug offenses. Yeah, and I think that this yeah. uh, issue is like, it just ties so nicely with the poverty, because these people who are in minority groups, you know, oftentimes we find them living in uh, like more impoverished areas which is sad to hear, but it's kind of just how the truth is right now in the United States. But since these people are living in such impoverished areas, you know, they're just more prone to having cop visits and all that stuff. And on top of that, they're of a minority race. So it's like, yeah, their incarceration rates are super high, but it just, I don't, it just shouldn't be that way. Yeah, I think it's yeah. partially due to that, like, a lot of police officers will racially profile people and deny it so they're kind of like already like people they're already looking at them as like a target or just get like applying i think police officers use stereotypes 
and apply it that they shouldn't really oh they 100 percent do 100 percent i mean police officers i mean i f- i almost feel like they think that they just you know well they think that i feel like they think that they can um you know just do whatever they want to whoever they want just because they are a police officer and you know they're you know, top dog, so to speak. <laughs> um, but again, that's just my view on it. But I do, they definitely target minorities. And yeah, it's not fair. <laughs> yeah, definitely not. Was there any more like interesting t- statistics that were pulled up on that source that you could, that you remember? Well, there was one about criminal records that. Um, oh, I read that. So it was like, Criminal records um, usually led to, so if you were, um, let's say, legal in the United States, there was a part about, like, how criminal records usually lead to deportation um, and or a ban from reentering the country. So it would be, you know, the United States, which I don't, I mean, so many people have criminal records for something so minor. I don't think that you know, deporting them is fair to them either. Yeah, I think we focus, like, at least our law enforcement, they're not putting enough focus into, like, actual public dangers, like, you know, rapists and murderers and stuff like that. It seems like a lot of their energy is going towards, like, drug possession and nonviolent crimes and, like, um, catching people who are undocumented. And I think that's not as helpful as actually catching, like, violent, yeah, violent people violent crimes. I mean, that should definitely be their goal is to, you know, incarcerate people who are dangerous to the society or who, ha- you know, who has, um, you know, murdered people or, you know, it's very severe um offenses that they you know have done they shouldn't be focusing on very minor things that people have done yeah yeah i also read in the article that almost um eight percent of african-american people cannot vote because they are felons and that's a you know you said that there was 13 percent of black people i believe so eight percent of those can't vote because they're felons because i'm sure even if it was something minor they were you know thrown in jail for whatever they did that's pretty much voter suppression i think i think Um, that's pretty much all of our sources for today i thought this research project it really opened my eyes about um I had like some awareness of the stuff that was happening, but I didn't really know the extent of the inequality that like people yeah. color and people in poverty faced. Definitely. Yeah, I mean it's such a major issue to talk about and a lot of people don't talk about it. So I think it's, you know, good that we're, you know, being informed um about it because it's it's such a crazy and wild thing that we're well it's just a crazy world that we live in because of this i don't know yeah i think these sources did a good job like informing me personally on 
these topics. And I think that, you know, anyone listening, you can go look up those articles uh, that we're talking about. And I think that they can be helpful to you too. If you want to learn some stuff about what we're talking about right now. Well, thank you guys so much for listening and tuning in to our very first ever podcast. Yeah. Exciting. <laughs> so excited. Yeah, we will be having more podcasts in the future. So keep tuning in here to our next podcast, I guess. Yes. Thank you, thank you guys. Listening.